podcast for, for health sakes. sakes today we have a special guest our first one yes our first one we have dr jason brooks yes well there he is <laughs> <laughs> you, our listeners cannot see that but he literally just raised the roof, raised the roof. <laughs> i'm honored to be here this is going to be great we're very 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 excited to have him here um very special very special human. We're very pumped to have him. Uh, we thought for about four seconds who we wanted for our first guest. <laughs> and uh, Just four said, seconds. We said at one time, let's go with Dr. J. Yeah. Uh, very uh, uh, very cool guy, for to say the least. Uh, I know in, in my in my life, uh, he's been a mentor for my business, my, my, uh, my path. Uh, one time, actually, I went to him. And I said, Doc, man, I, I feel some days I feel like a little like a, a teepee, and some days I feel like a canopy. And he goes, Tim, relax. You're just too tense. <laughs> Did we seriously Ooh. just throw that in there? Yeah. Right? I was just thinking, man, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, okay. I was like listening so carefully to this story. Like, oh my God. Too. What did I say that was so profound? Yeah. Was like, this is like, how, how did he impact your life? So, <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, I, I do workshops uh, uh, for, for various companies and gyms and my, and my human blueprint. And uh, Jason gave me some extremely great advice for for to uh, to capture audiences and to and to relax and to and to say my piece and, and as we know he does various talks around the around the international community uh, and we can get into that soon yeah and uh, yeah. big help with me there and I know with you Dopri he's been a big influence on you big time he's like one of my favorite people in in this world he has a great like haircut too time. yes Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 You guys look like twins. Yeah, we do. <laughs> like brothers. <laughs> um, no, Doctor Jason has helped me a lot, and he's I, I call him my friend now. So not just not just a, a doctor, yeah. um, but I was going through a really tough time mentally and struggling a lot, str- over stressing on like the littlest things, um, and just battling, you know, like those internal struggles. And just by seeing you, it's. It's help day and night. You know that too. Within just like the last couple years. Oh my God, we've known each other for a couple years now. Because we met in March, I think. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just within a couple years, I've personally grown so much as a person and been able to, you know, tackle those, um, that little inner voice that we call, that little inner bitch voice. Learn to really (laughs) conquer, conquer that voice and push it, push it down and. I'm so very thankful for you. Well, likewise, both of you. And uh, I'm so happy to see you both doing this. This is a natural for the two of you. If we can get both of yours, energy and passion together in one room. They like bounce what off can we solve in this world, literally. So, uh, so Jay, for our, our guests now, because I, I know they hear us, they want us to stop talking. Um, tell us everything you do, what you do, who you are, and let them know why you're here. Sure. So, professionally speaking, my background is in performance psychology coaching. Um, I guess you could say I help people learn to develop a better internal climate, you know, one that can allow them to feel and focus and live how they want to, Um, and I think one that will stand up to life's stuff. 
you know, uh, life throws a lot of stuff at us. The burdens, the pressures, the expectations, difficulties in our personal lives, difficulties in our professional lives. And so, you know, learning some strategies that you can utilize to find a perspective that works, to manage stressful situations and experiences more effectively, allows us to gain efficiencies that I think, you know, if we put them inside ourselves, next thing you know, we feel a bit more in control of our life yeah. and our circumstances and our future. And, so, and that's why we have you here. And, and we, we are talking about this and we think a lot of the problem with our, our, our patients, our clients, a big side of it is uh, is the mental part of it. It's a huge part big of it. Time. And, you know, we, these yeah. days it's trendy you hear mental health, but, but I'm so, actually I'm very happy it's trendy because very. it's a big, yeah. big thing that goes on. on Un- unsaid. And I'm happy that about more it. people are actually feeling more comfortable to talk about a million it, bringing, percent. bringing more awareness to it because the mindset is huge. So, Jay, do you believe that, like, when we, we our question we wanted to ask you off the hop is, is how do you or how, are, how do our clients, our listeners, our patients uh, establish uh, a, a mindset mm-hmm. for their goal? Yeah. I think the first and most important thing is to be, be sure you're pursuing a goal that actually matters to you. Um, for me, the fundamental starting point is, is a foundation that's built around purpose and meaning because that's the thing that we need to have stronger when life throws us the yeah. curveballs. You know, let's use the example of, of your respective industries, whether it's dealing with patients going through stuff, whether it's de- dealing with people trying to improve their, their fitness journey. In each of yours case, you could provide the very best blueprint that there is. Tim would have incredible ideas in terms of how to rehab, strengthen, etc. Yeah. Dilpreet the same, how to eat, how to manage your stress, how to get physically fit. None of that matters though. When I leave there, if my reasons for doing it and for wanting to commit aren't stronger than the stuff that we know at times can poke and prod at that. Yeah. You know, competing responsibilities, home life, time, energy, etc. So for me... Would you say that those are perceived barriers? A hundred percent. So again, that, that's for me is step one, is to recognize that if I had it on a scale, the reasons for making some sort of a life change or, or, or committing to better mental health has to be stronger than the stuff I know at times can get that's in the way. That's a very good point. Yeah. And one of the major things that can get in the way, Dilpreet, as you alluded to, is just getting in that pattern of conditioned beliefs. And, and patterns of thinking that we think is the truth, but is really just our mind that's been trained to hold us back. Can you, to pull can you elaborate on conditioned beliefs? What, sure. what that means? So I'm not the smartest guy. Yeah, that sounded great. he's okay with his dad jokes. Yeah, but, but yeah. So wow. conditioned beliefs. I like the way sure. that sounds. Let me let me describe it. You know, rooted in neuroscience. So there's a principle called Hebb's law. Hebb's law basically says synapses that fire together wired together. What that means is the more times you entertain a certain type of thought, a certain expectation, a certain belief, a certain emotion that's associated with those things, the more times that we experience that, the more likely we are to have that thought under the same conditions. Good or bad. Good or bad. Exactly. If you tell yourself enough times, I'm not good enough or capable enough or worthy enough or whatever, guess what? You won't be. That yeah. that will be your reality. So, and on the other hand, if I say the Leafs will win the cup, the Leafs will win the cup. They'll win the cup. <laughs> I, if, if you and I could right? predict that, we'd be rich. Doesn't quite apply entirely there. But but let's look at it this way. It's good to have if that if, if it rather is. it's you know I, I don't know if I'm the kind of person that can commit to a lifestyle change. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I have the time. I don't know if I have the energy. 
Yeah. I don't know if, if Dilpreet's the right person. I don't know if Tim's the right person. It's like, this is the limiting condition beliefs yeah. that said enough time so actually sabotage yeah. our efforts to change before we've even started. And they're largely unconscious because they're just so reinforced. There's a great book called The War of Art. And Stephen Pressfield is the author. And he describes, Dilpreet had a different word for that inner voice, but... He called it the voice of resistance. And he says, you know, this is that voice that tells us in no uncertain terms, we're not good enough, it's too hard, we're not ready, we can start tomorrow, etc., etc." And at face value, we think, God, what an awful voice that seemingly we came, you know, equipped with. You know, one that's trying to actively self-sabotage us. But he points out, he says, it's not. That voice is actually trying to reveal to you the very resistance that you need to push past and push through to become or create whatever it is you want. Yeah. You want to make a change in your life? Yeah. It's hard. Is the desire to change stronger than a bunch of thoughts that are trying to suggest, a narrative in your head that's trying to suggest in some way, shape, or form that this isn't possible? Mm -hmm. If we can't identify that narrative, talk to it in a way that basically says, look, I see you. I know that's how I used to think, and there's reasons as to why, you know, my concept of self, and, and we can go down that rabbit hole. But nevertheless, if I start to see it rather as a signal that yeah. says, oh, that's an interesting possibility here. What else is there? Yeah. You know, so what else am I bringing to this? My, my resilience, my strength, my support, my, my willingness and desire to want to create some change in my life. Yeah. And I start to put my thoughts there and put my emotions there and I start to feel it. What would that be like? How would your life look in three weeks, three months, three years if you committed? Next thing you know, now the leverage that sense of purpose, the, the, the why, if you will, now that's stronger than the bullshit that's going to get in the way. Yeah. So what would you... Wow, that's, that's epic. It's amazing because that's something that I struggled with in the last yeah. couple of years, that inner little voice. And yeah, you I and love calling it the inner little bitch voice. On this <laughs> and I, like when I started talking to Jason, he you know, really told me that it's your inner little voice that keeps coming up, but you have to tell it to like be quiet, push it down, but... It's also a good like signal for you to yes. like wake up and be like, it's wait. It's part of you. What, 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 you don't wanna, do? what you don't want to do is is get into this sort of uh, uh, oppositional state, if you will, in yeah. connection with that voice. I mean, look, it's coming from a place of fear, trepidation, nervousness, lack of confidence, whatever. So it senses danger. Even if we're committing to do something that is better than our current mm -hmm. circumstances, change is scary. it changes scary. And, and physically speaking, even in rehab, when, when the body senses danger, it shuts down. It protects itself. Yes. You have a simple back sprain or back strain, you will shut down the body because the, the body is saying, oh, no, this is my spinal cord that can be affected here. It can kill me. Let's shut you down. So it's when you, you start to say, listen, I'm, I'm going to keep moving gingerly, apply some heat, I'm going to go through some motions. So you regain the body trust. And yeah. whoa, my pain is dissipated. Yeah, it feels better, yeah. right? So that's that. That's, that's exactly that, the same. Yeah. Now let's substitute that with thoughts. Yeah. Around changing some lifestyle, behavior, or, or all the rest. It's exactly that. So when that voice comes up, rather than fight it or resist it or or be ashamed that we have it or, or you know have to defeat it, nonsense. It's fear detecting mm -hmm. risk. We talk to it. What does your fear want to know? Number one, do you hear me? Do you hear me? Like. I sense some danger. What is the danger? Are you sure about this? Are we Are we going to be yeah. okay? Yeah. So you talk to it, and then you let it know, we'll okay, here's the reasons that my fear is not focusing in on that would allow me to think, yeah, it's going to be a challenge, and it's going to be tough, but 
I've never been readier. I got great support. You know, I've been in challenging spots before. When I see and feel myself having made this change, how proud I'll be, how, how jacked up I'll be, you know, and, and excited about my prospect. So we talk to it. I like to think of it this way. I encourage people to put that voice in an image, okay? So for some people, maybe it's their younger self, you know, that was scared and anxious about certain things in their life. And when they get in situations where they feel scared and anxious, that voice chirps at us, right? Mm -hmm. It's afraid. Yeah. So if you had it in the vision of something, or let's say it a, a young child, and I say, okay, if your young child was pulling at your pant leg and saying, you know, Dad, Mom, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm nervous about this. I don't know if I, I'm ready for this. What would you do? Would you beat that child back and shake it off your leg and <laughs> shut the F up? What would you do to that I child? I hope not. God forbid. God forbid. No. Maybe back in the 70s you would. But my, my dad might have. But you I, just I'm tell sure. it everything's going to be fine. Yes. Everything's going to be okay. Which is something I learned from you. Sometimes when I'm having those moments where I feel like my you know anxiousness is really kicking in. Yeah. Let's say I'm driving. I'll repeat 10 times to myself. Take deep breaths and say, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay, and actually believe in it. Mm -hmm. when I, and provide when I say evidence. It out loud. You know, I mean, uh, to that to, again, that scared child. It's it's not maybe enough just to say it's going to be okay. Yeah. But, but when we shift why, our attention, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's an example that you'd like, Tim, uh, and you would as well, Dilpreet. So, some of the athletes I work with, um, fighters yeah. especially. So, when you consider what the day of the fight must be like for them. Uh, I don't care if you fought one time. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's the worst day ever. Yeah, like uh, when I travel with the national team, like these athletes are 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 like they're specimens. These guys have not been touched in Canada in five years. Like they they win everything. We go over to to Russia or we go over to to Europe and South America. All of a sudden, they're a lot of these guys are like well, they're nervous. They're like I'm a deer in headlights. It's yeah. a new new environment, sure. new pressure. And uh, so that history is thrown away, and they're scared, and they're anxious. Mm -hmm. And this is when you would come in here. Well, yeah, and, and it's natural that they would be. Yeah. They're about to go in front of a lot of people one-on-one, mm -hmm. -on -one, yeah. and mm -hmm. their ego and their pride, and, and sometimes their physical health might be at risk, you know, if we're talking fighting or wrestling, yeah. et cetera. So it's understandable, I would think, that we might feel some pretty complicated and intense feelings, a little bit of fear, a little bit of nerves, and when we have those feelings, now the thoughts start to spiral too. You know, oh, am I really as ready as I think I am? I don't know, that guy looks pretty big. He's got a better record, he's got yeah. better coaching. And all the while, we're just conspiring to, to, to make our, our you know confidence go even further down the toilet. So rather than, if I had the blueprint or the recipe, no, no, Dilbray Tim, here, here's the script. Say these five words, click your heels, and all of that <laughs> and disappear. And we win the gold medal. We would, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we would, maybe, you know, maybe dab. It. Yeah, to <laughs> dab too, yeah, yeah. And we'd be billionaires. Daniel likes to dab. I listen to Whitney, and then it's, it's Daniel's done. Daniel's in here like, too. Daniel is all that you ever need to know. <laughs> Greatest self help book ever. Listen to Whitney. Yeah, I love Period. it. So, unfortunately, that book doesn't exist. And yet, that's, yes. yeah, yeah. And that strategy yes. doesn't. Um, but what we can do is we can be readier in advance. Yeah. For the kinds of thoughts and feelings that we would expect to have under those conditions. Okay. So for me, when I'm talking to, to athletes, fighters, for example, it's like, well, we know exactly what you're going to feel like, what kinds of thoughts are going to start to drift into consciousness that are you know, irrational, but under those conditions, we know they're going to be there. So rather than fight them, which is just going to inflame them because they thrive off your attention in the first place, you tell yourself, don't have that thought. You're going to have more of that thought. Yeah. So rather it's, oh, okay, 
there it is. I was expecting it maybe to come a little later in the day, but here we are, 9.30 a.m., here comes the first doubts of the day. Here comes the moment in which where I'm starting to wonder if I really should be at this level and, and all these crazy things. And I meet those thoughts. Those thoughts now become a signal, a signal that says, my fear needs something. What does it need? Some reassurance. Yeah. Some, a check-in. Some evidence to know that in spite of how I'm feeling, are you sure we're going to be okay? So in that situation, we have pre-planned, here's a list of truths, okay, that are stronger than your fears and that are inarguable. Oh my God, I don't think I belong on this stage. If only I had some evidence. Put your attention over here. Uh, it's my 10th time competing at world championships. I'm third in the world. I'm 120 in my record. I've had the best training camp ever. I've had the best coaching ever. It's like, this is what's real and true. Yeah. And temporarily... The intensity of that fear or nerves or anxiousness subsides. So you're preparing your brain for this fear. Yeah. So when the fear becomes reality, you can tackle it easier. Exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's, you that's amazing. And that's because like, you were expecting you don't think it. about it. Yeah. And then, but it makes so much sense. It's going to come. I yeah. don't care if you're the best yeah. in the world or, or if it's your first time on some big stage. Yeah. It's human nature. There is risk for what we're stepping into. Yeah, and maybe even if you're just someone that's getting into, like, the fitness world, the health world, you know, maybe that could apply. Like, if you're if it's one of our listeners is, uh, you know, trying to make a change in their life, and right now they could be, like, super nervous, but just letting them know it's okay. Like, these are normal oh. thoughts, but just address these thoughts. And then, of course, I do a lot like, of why uh, do you want to do coaching in, in medicine. So physicians and surgeons and what have you. And um, what I always find interesting is, and, and this exists in, in human beings. This is not just specific to that performance culture. But there is a lot of what's known as imposter syndrome. Whereas, you know, you're in a performance context. And because we feel at times so overloaded and maybe ill-prepared or, you know, we get humbled in certain ways, we don't perform as well as we can, or just the sheer volume of stuff that we know we don't know. Those types of things can conspire to make you start to think that, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I don't belong here, maybe I'm not as good as this person or whatever. And what's interesting is, is that most everybody in that performance context feels that, but most everyone also feels that they're the only one. When yeah. in actuality, I keep telling them, no, no, show me the one that does it. I've not met that one yet. So yeah. much the same way. You're starting off in the career and fitness or, or whatever it might be, and you have questions and you maybe wonder if you're good enough and you don't know what there are things to do. You represent the vast majority. So get over your ego, find a mentor, seek out someone that you would feel comfortable asking some questions, and get the knowledge you need to, to feel stronger. And that's where vulnerability is strength because the strong person would seek out the stuff that would make them better, would they not? Seek out for help, yeah. And what's the thing yeah. that oftentimes is in the way? Our ego. Yeah. And I can say I, that's like one I of my faults in life help. is I have, I don't have, well, I guess the ego will come into it. Like, oh, I know that already. I'm a man. I don't need to know this. Oh, don't tell me what to do. I'm, I'm tougher than that. Sure. I, and, and, and that's been my downfall. Damn, stop with your dad jokes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that can't happen. I'm sorry. Uh, no. Actually, speaking of that, not that, but, you know, I was reading a good book the other day uh, about gravity. And it was so good, I couldn't put it down. Oh, God. 
Yeah, I'm the perfect foil for this because I, I'm just. Danya's just shaking her head. She's like, "What is going on?" She sees but coming. Joking aside, though, great point about, about uh, the, the being vulnerable and not having ego interfere, um, and um, and then say yeah, strength. This, strength, yeah. strength is actually being vulnerable sometimes. Being vulnerable. Yeah, and I think the, help, the barrier right? is the word itself. Then you know, because again, what we call vulnerable is rather a direct pathway to get stronger and better. All yes. hard chargers like you, what do you want more than anything? To get stronger and better. It's like that's Every what day. drives you. Yeah. Uh-huh. So getting over myself, asking a question, seeking out some mentorship, getting some support in some sort of way, if that is the fastest way to create everything that I'm working so damn hard to create, mm-hmm. I, I just don't like the word vulnerable. That just to me is strength. That goes Absolutely. to everyday life. That goes to your, your workplace. It goes to your sport. Yeah. It goes to your, your, your marriage. It goes to everything, and it's really it's really fascinating because if you think about what you just said there, right, it can affect every aspect of your life. Yeah. Right. Every oh, aspect, yeah. not just you know my yeah. my rehab patients, not just your 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 fitness patients, but like yeah. everyone that's listening in, in their corporate life, in their job life, in their home life, in their sporting life, in sure. their in their and friendships, in their yeah. social settings. I struggled yeah. a lot too, especially like you know going on my own and trying to pursue my goals just feeling so lost and I was like wow I really need need some guidance we had a talk last week about that yeah yeah and that's why I reached out to Dr. J yeah that's a a great example that we're talking about earlier in terms of life's gonna throw its curveballs its challenges and so in those moments when that stuff happens right that's the question we always ask ourselves why is this happening yeah why did why is this happening to me and you taught me switch that to Switch that to what is this teaching? Well, yeah, or right. to just, I think what happens in that moment is is that when we feel up against it, when we're at our wits end, when we're overloaded, when we don't know if we can go on, or we're yeah. questioning, and we go, why, why, why? The mind is sitting there going, why? Yeah, like, hello. Tell me something. <laughs> Answer so, me. Yeah, what we don't do is that. We don't, in that moment, go, oof, okay, hang on, time out. You know, why the F am I doing this? Why does it matter? Why is my reason stronger and more important to me than the, the barriers and the, the stress I'm feeling right now. And if we reconnect to that and the reason is stronger, guess what? Here comes your focus back, here comes your passion back, and I go, yeah. in spite of this challenge, now that I know it's even worth pushing through that, yeah. let's get and it And what I liked was what you told me a couple years ago, you can't control the external factors, no. but you can control how you respond and your internal factors. 100%. That was powerful so life-changing for me because I would always stress on other things that were happening outside of my control but once you told me that it was like my brain just switched on I'm like wait that's so true I can't control the external stuff but I can control how I respond to it to save my energy how you prepare for it. How, how you so be mindful of what's happening in yeah. your situation. It's like you, yeah. Every single one of us would be able to list 20 things right now that if they happen in our life, oof, God, I either don't want to, to think of them because it'd be icky and awkward and uncomfortable, or worse, it would just, oh my God, that would take me to my knees. And so you go, when is the time to start to consider how you'd go on if that thing happened? When it happens or now? No. Yeah. And that's why I've always been a real big believer in Stoic philosophy. And the Stoics get a bad rap because we always assume that someone who's Stoic is sort of, you know, a wall and, and kind of emotionally unavailable and this sort of thing. But in actuality, the Stoics were masters of emotional preparation. 
they said, you know what dis- distracts and makes it difficult to focus and live how you want more than anything else? Negative emotions. So if there's certain circumstances in my life that could happen to me, and if they did happen, again, I'd be brought to my knees and wouldn't know how to go on, mm-hmm. I'm going to take some time now to put myself in that spot to trigger and figure out how I would be experiencing that, what's the first thing I, I might need or want to do to, to find stable footing, who I might talk to and, and, and ask questions of or get some support from, etc. And so by virtue of doing that, the thing that we would never want to experience and be so scared of all of a sudden feels a little bit more manageable. Mm-hmm. My mind at the very least has some sense as to how I go on. What I like to say is what, what happens here is you change your what if fears. What if that happened? What if that happened? Now they become... Which is a lot. A lot. Well, we many, say that a lot. Every day. Sure. We all do. Every yeah, day. Every page, Every listener will absolutely... What if this happens? Per day yeah. will ask themselves, right. what if this happens? <laughs> what if I find this out tomorrow? Yeah. What if this happens? What if this person passes away? What if I lose my job? Yeah. What if this? What if that? What if I hit in a car accident? What if this doesn't work for me? Like, yeah. it always... That's a... That's so a daily occurrence. If you step into that and allow yourself, you know, take a deep breath, exhale, and go, okay, let's put myself there. Let's consider that. And I have some sense that A, I'd be okay, and I would know how to, to go on. Then you convert that into an if, X, then. So it goes from what if, oh my God, to no, no, if this, then this. Mm-hmm. Huh, okay, I'm in control. I was having a conversation uh, with a client the other day who was gearing up for um, a big certification exam in, in their respective area and so again it was at that point in the process where you're at max oh, stress. anxiety yeah. max stress they've done that yeah. sure yeah. you're already planning you know should have gone into 15 other locations <laughs> I mean yeah you've all yeah. been there why you, am I you, doing this yeah I'm you gonna know, fail so exactly. I'm gonna, what plan B C D totally yeah yeah oh yeah we, she's on plan F okay. <laughs> but, oh yeah so that's the state and so again you go okay well, what 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 is predominating what is the ultimate thing that you're struggling with right now and it's again it's like well what if I what if I am unsuccessful and I said well walk me through like and what do you mean walk me through I said no like literally walk me through so if you got the result back for your certification exam that said you were unsuccessful what would your initial reaction be oh my god I'd be devastated I'd be embarrassed I'd feel ashamed so yeah you would feel all those things mm-hmm. and if you allowed yourself to feel those things for a period of time what would come next well I don't know I'd still be pissed off but I'd start to maybe look at how I could have been better and this and that. And I said, well, would you do it again? Well, of course I would do it again. Like, I've worked this hard. You tell me I wouldn't do it again? And I said, okay, stop right there. there so the go. thing that's keeping you up at night that you're so worried and anxious about that if it happened would be the end of your life means actually, no, it would delay the thing that I want by six yeah. months. Yeah. And instantly when you know that, the fear has never allowed you to go that far in the analysis. It just, it wants to latch on to, no, this is it. This is the most important life-shaping, determining thing ever. Really? Walk me through. Been I there. feel shitty for a week. Yeah. We've all I been would, there. I would step back in and two months later I'd do it again. Okay, that's the thing that's real uh, and true. You got to bring yeah. your, your thoughts. I sometimes, you know, I, I still have those thoughts. Like, I mean, like, choosing the path that I chose to be, you know, like a solopreneur, yeah. entrepreneur. I still sometimes have those thoughts sitting there in my desk, and I'm like, well, like, what if I, what, well, if, what if I don't succeed in this? Yeah, <laughs> you sure. Know? But again, we still all have those thoughts. Change, it yeah. goes back to Tim's thing earlier about you know conditioning thoughts. Always thoughts. Pop up, yeah. You know why do you say why do I have those thoughts when I've achieved so much more success and all the experience? Because at a long for a long time in our life, when certain circumstances like that arise, 
we had injected those kinds of thoughts and those kinds of, uh, of emotions that become patternized. And so the brain loves what's known and familiar. Yes. So yeah. again, the right set of psychological conditions that triggers that, and it goes, oh my God, this feels like one of those events, isn't it? We're at risk. This is scary. This is dangerous. And you go, it really isn't. But tell that to the mind that's just on react mode. And that's, that's huge for my for my clients. Like I, I had a patient in the last week, and this is a prime example, um, comes in with a bit of back pain, and she was getting better. It was actually, we were having a very, very easy rehab, actually, to tell you the truth. It was mm-hmm. progressing, like, linear, which, which it never does, wow. and get to the end, and then she'll all oh, have an MRI uh, result coming back tomorrow, but no big deal. So she gets the MRI back, and she emails it to me, and it, there was some disc changes on there, but there were diseases on there, disc disc disease, which means it's basically wearing tearing. No big deal. It's not a, a big finding. It's yeah. a snapshot. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she goes, oh, today my, my back hurts again. Like, I'm so, I, I think we're doing the wrong thing because I have a, I have a disc, my discs are, are out. Yeah. So I just said, listen, this is, this. Your, your image is not related to you. I go, you were doing great at half an hour ago before you read this. <laughs> so this is why you're so important, Jay, because I, I tried, and it's not my scope. I couldn't figure out how to say to the patient, listen, like, I want to sit here, call Jay, and you'll be, you'll be good. <laughs> because honestly, like, like nothing's changed. No. You, you have full range of motion. You have no pain in your in the area that you came yeah. in with. You now have a good hip mobility. You know, you're wearing better, you know, less shoes, less shoe wear, so you're feeling better. Everything was going great until she got this MRI result that honestly meant nothing for her rehab. It just told, it, it told me that she's not 16. Yeah. That's all it did. She's not 16. She has wear and tear. Yeah. Yeah. And, but she doesn't know this. She was scared. And it's natural for her yeah. to be scared. So I reassured her over and over again, listen, like, you know, and, and it's, it's okay. Like, we're still where we are. And what you just said there hit at home. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's, nothing's changed, but she's not perceived now danger. Yes. Yeah. She perceived this new barrier. Yeah. Oh, no, I have this. It's a powerful Which is very, very, and I know in your field, in, with your clients and my clients, I'm very, I'm very mindful of how I say certain things. The mm-hmm. word tear, the word herniation, the word nerve pinch. Those are scary words. I don't use those words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's irritated. It's all good. Yeah. Because it's, you know, you, and it's true because those words can yeah. be damaging. Sure. Right? Because they put up a barrier yeah. that the perceiving is danger. The body feels yeah. threatened and, and it shuts it's down. It's associated yes. with fear and oh, yeah. Bingo. But, I mean, yeah. as soon as the fear becomes intense enough, the threat... You know that, that something to worry about that we perceive. Yeah. Now, what also happens is, in terms of how your brain works, you're in full reptile mode. So we feel first before we think. That's how we evolved as, as human species. And so that there are structures in the brain and the lower brain stem, the amygdala especially, that when it its job is to constantly assess threat. It's called the smoke detector. Is how okay. they actually refer to it. Enough of a danger or perceived danger, boom, fight or flight time. Yes. It's, it says Hormone disease. Response. Tim, we yeah. can't do those exercises we did yeah. 30 seconds ago. You yeah. just don't understand. Yeah. yeah. There's real danger here. Really? Yeah. What's changed actually in yeah. those that last 30 seconds other than where your attention is? Yeah. But what happens is when we're in that hyperreactive mode, it actually cuts off access to the higher cortex where we can deliberate, and reason and so right logic. now if a patient or a listener right now is saying like the same thing mm-hmm. oh no like you know this MRI shows this my my dog said I have I have a torn muscle or my massage girl told me I have a, a glued quad to my bone like yeah. my physio said that you know I'm like I, it's like a, it's a oh this is a bad bad tear like with a bad sprain what would you tell that 
that client or you know, mm-hmm. or, my, or the listener, like the first few steps to okay, let's set aside this barrier and yeah. break through, or let's let's relax and yeah, in your, in your, in your, in your well, that's terms. step one. I mean, yeah. if if you're sort of in a heightened state as a result of that, the arousal is what's interfering with our ability to think clearly and more logically and, and rationally. So anything that would allow you just to come down physiologically, take a few deep breaths, do some light stretching. Listen to Whitney Houston's yes. greatest hits. That works for me every yeah. time. Yeah, yes. and I'm being dead serious yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the it, joke it is, would, I'm serious. It yeah. would change your state, right? So we want to be in a more relaxed state. Because if we're on That's that, why I love Jay, by the way. <laughs> Look at that just bonding. Like oh, yeah, it's bonded. <laughs> but if you're in sort of that heightened emotional state, again, that that's what's going to make it difficult to to think yeah. you know, rationally. Yeah. So bring that down. That That's one thing that you can do. Second thing you can do is, as we said earlier, is just recognize, like observe the thoughts, not... Not be the thought, but observe the thought and say, okay, I understand why I'm having that particular line of thinking right now, but if I didn't think that way, what degrees of freedom would I have to change how this moment could feel? If I push through that, am I really considering everything that is also stepping into this moment or everything that would allow me to feel safer versus more at threat? Because when I'm in that fearful state, I'm not thinking about all these other things I bring to the moment, all my attributes, all my experiences, all my wisdom, et cetera, et cetera. So those two things, bring the arousal down so you can think more clearly. But secondly, observe the thoughts, push through them, consider, ask them if there's something else I'm not considering in this moment that if I thought about it in that way, might change how I feel about it. Because more often than not, when we're we're in that reactive state, we are feeding our mind a bullshit story that is it is like mm-hmm. half, if at all, half-truths. Mm-hmm. The athlete that on fight day is convinced, convinced they didn't train hard enough, they didn't diet properly, they don't have a good enough experience, convinced. Mm-hmm. And yet, what a load of bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So, again, I mentioned the exercise earlier. I, I purposely have lists, let's say, in that situation. Whether it's a client who's wanting to to change their circumstances, rehab, whatever, or an athlete going to perform, there'd be like a Likert scale. You know, okay, when these thoughts, irrational thoughts come up, I'm not ready, it's too much, Mm -hmm. etc. On a scale of one to five, you know, what are the things that would matter for someone who's about to step into whatever moment one is? If it's a fighter, well, you know, I hopefully had good training and good sparring and Mm -hmm. good coaching and good weight cut and da-da-da-da. Okay, on a scale of one to five... One being the worst it's ever been, five being the best it's ever been. The kind of athletes I work with, they're type A. They go above and beyond. So this allows them to honestly tick every box that says it's the best it's ever been. So when those thoughts come up, trying to convince me I don't belong in this arena or I'm not ready, it's a signal. And the signal goes, oh, it's fear talking. What does fear need? Fear needs to know what else is there. Yeah. And here's this list of inarguable truths. And what happens now, rather than that that fearful stimulus hijack my attention, and then I take it on as, well, I guess I'm fucked in this fight. I guess I'm not ready. I guess I should have opened a bed and breakfast instead. <laughs> or whatever else, right? No. Now, when that comes up, we see it as a signal. We shift our attention towards what's real and true, which if we've done the work, will give us the trust and confidence. If you've done the work, that is very important because that means you are being true to yourself and you are committed to yourself. So, for example, for just like basic lifestyle clients, um, 
I got my clients to do um, a reflection. So before uh, January 1st, I just uh, asked them in their check-in, compare your life from a year ago. How are you a year ago? How are you now? Because I know we all are very tough on ourselves and we doubt ourselves. Am I even uh, doing well with my progress? Or I hear it, right? Like, I think I'm, you know, not progressing enough. And I ask them, how was your life a year ago? How are you as a person? Mind-blowing answers. Like, I was in tears reading some of these answers. And it was so beautiful. And I think it helped so many of my clients to see, wow, wait. I've changed so much in just one year. And by writing it out, it was like a validation for all of them. Like, wait, no, I have progressed so much. I am putting in the work every single day. I'm committed to my health and I'm giving it my all. And that, I feel like that was just really, really helpful. No, very helpful and powerful. Powerful. Yeah. And I can use Just reflecting. Because if you put in the work, if you're being 100% true to yourself and putting in the work, you will be proud of yourself. And, of course, at the same time, you're going to be very tough on yourself because Mm -hmm. you want more and more and more. But if you reflect back and you know that you did the hard work, you'll feel proud and you'll feel a bit more at peace and calm. Like, okay, wait, no, I have come come a long way. I love sort of drawing, you know, meaning and, and, and sustainable motivation from reflecting on the yep. past how can we be better what worked well what we do, do we have to be proud of and then equally on the tail end you know whether it's lifestyle clients whether it's people rehabbing difficult injuries or whatever is to create a vision you know to to create a vision that you mm-hmm. want to work backwards from you know i can't wait to see myself back on the volleyball court you know better than i was before after this acl rehab not not i can't i hope i get back no like i'm going to be better better from it and yeah. every single day Every monotonous exercise Tim makes me do. Every dad joke I have to endure. Okay? I am working backwards from when I send him that text that says I had 12 kills today and was the the league MVP and and whatever. I'm working backwards from that. Every single day imprinting that expectation, allowing myself to think and feel in ways that bring it closer to me. Visualization the Right? Yeah. Not like, looking up. It's like if someone wanted to climb a mountain, every single step you're looking up, you're going, oh, fuck, shit. that's a big yeah. mountain. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to get there. Yeah. Whereas if I can, every single step, I'm thinking about being on that summit and how proud and how joyful and the view and the stories yeah. and, and all the rest, man, every single step yeah. feels differently. It, it, it's propelling me forward, not just literally, but it's it's helping me build that belief on the inside. Yeah. Well, I think right yeah. now, us four in here and our listeners have now are much smarter than they were 31 minutes ago. <laughs> like, that was awesome. Honestly, I, I was... Not often I'm speechless in a, in a, in a conversation. Yeah. But today I just yeah. listened to you and I'm wowed. Yeah, no, that's we great. Can, we can listen to you for All hours. All day long, And yeah. before wrapping up, as you were just mentioning that part, um, you've taught me so much at the, about the power of visualizations. And for listeners, we just want you to know that if there's something that you really want to work towards, visualize how amazing you're doing in that goal, at that spot, at that end end goal, visualize it, believe it, and don't forget in and rehab in, as and well, and in, and, in, and in diet and in nutrition and training, nothing's linear. You're not going to have no. 27 yes. great days to get to your end point. God, no. It's peaks, valleys, yes. stalemates. They're, it's like a roller coaster. They're, they're, it's e- sometimes even reverse. Yeah. Yeah. You get worse for a couple of days, but it. So I tell my patients, point A and point B is over here. Well, you're you're gonna get to point B sometime, and three weeks from now, even though you're not point B, you're not point A anymore. You're having exactly. a bad day, yeah. but you're not a point A. Yeah. You're a point A point seven. Yeah. 
and it's uh, you're gonna get the B, and no one is the same. Yeah. No one gets to point B at the same time. No. Everyone through multi-factors. And just visualize, is visualize yourself, yeah. and truly believe in yourself. Getting to point B, just believe it. When you believe it, yeah. Then watch how much you progress and how 100%. your journey becomes a bit more joyful as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you start to love your journey because you keep telling yourself, I'm going to get to point B. This is this is going to happen, now, and I'm going to make it happen. Now, Doc, how do people get hold of you if they need to to become wiser, need a mentor, <laughs> need uh, need that? Like, I know a lot of my athletes. I don't know anything else. This is all I have. <laughs> I, I know a, for You're a fact much a needed. lot of my athletes and patients would really, really uh, uh, become a... A, a truer version of themselves with, with talking to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A better version. Um, how would they get hold of you, Jay? I think uh, probably the best ways, maybe Instagram would okay. be one, at Dr. Jaybro, at dr.jbro. Okay. Um, my Twitter is at Phenomenal Docs. Oh, wow. I don't even have Twitter. Yeah. Neither do I. What, what's <laughs> I haven't tweeted in my life. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> tweeted in my life. I'm so stupid. I haven't tweeted. Even the word tweet. Is that um, right? Do you say tweet? <laughs> Okay, her Twitter. I think I you can catch me at MySpace. My no wait, sorry. <laughs> and, and my friend Tom at MySpace, he's there yeah. still too. <laughs> that's that's my rotary that's phone myself. Is, uh, no, <laughs> my I, rotary phone yeah. number. <laughs> my dial-up uh, internet, fourteen point four kps. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and I, I guess probably by email would be good too. Uh, doctor spelled out D O C T O R, Jbro at gmail.com. Cool. Okay, perfect. No, that was yeah. amazing. Great chat. And we we'll, so we're definitely going to need you again. Yes. Because well, we, could, we, like could we could go on for honestly, like, like yeah. we, exactly. We, like, just scratched the surface. We just slayed our first guest. It was the best thing we could have had to have you oh, on. We go on and on. Awesome. Yeah. We know. Sometimes uh, me, uh, Jason and I are talking, and it's yeah. like three hours, and yeah. we're like, oh, shit, it's been three hours already. Yeah, us time too. flies. We, our time just flies. Yes. But thank you so much. Thanks a lot, For coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, we truly, truly appreciate it. We do. And... For our listeners, if you have any other questions, Please, yes. uh, questions, comments, feedback for our podcast, you can email us. Yes, yeah, so uh, T Nanasy, T N A N A S S Y, at sportandspinephysio.com. Or Dilpreet at littletankfitness.com. D I L P R E E T at littletankfitness.com. I know it's a little long, but yeah. we are working. We are working on getting a. Cre- uh, creating uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, for health sakes, email for very soon. <laughs> and also, if you're on Instagram, then I'm at Sport and Spine Physio, and you are at D underscore Little underscore Tank. Yes. yes. So thanks everyone for listening. Thank uh, you so much. Yes, and thanks a lot, Doc. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And awesome. we will chat soon. Soon. Peace. Peace. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Okay.